Hi, it's John Bernadovich, your host of the H Like a Boss podcast. Welcome to season three. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals with the hope of finding what it takes to do HR like a boss. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. Hello again, and welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. Super excited to have Jeff Palkowski on the show today. Jeff is a networking friend of mine through LinkedIn, and I made his acquaintance through another mutual HR Like a Bosser, Christy Angler, who I know has spoken at his conference many a time. So Jeff, welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. Thanks, John. It's a pleasure to be here. Looking forward to it. Uh, again, Christy is our common connection. Um, we we become good friends through networking, met her over social media, and I'm glad that she was able to connect us. Well, Jeff, for those of you, unlike Christy and now myself that do not know you, tell us a little bit about what you're doing and your passion for human resources. Sure. Well, uh, this will actually be my 20th year in human resources. Um, I was a career changer, so I started in human resources uh, 20 years ago, um, I currently work as a workforce relations manager for the University of Wisconsin-Madison, uh, where I'm involved a lot with employee relations, um, medical leaves, um, usually a lot of the things that most of our HR team doesn't want to deal with, I get to deal with. Um, I'm also very active in uh, my professional organization, Society for Human Resource Management, or SHRM. Um, I'm currently uh, serving as our state director-elect for Wisconsin, um, which is where uh, we have our state conference and where, uh, again, where we've had your um, your your employee, Christy Engler, speak to us. So again, something I enjoy doing, love giving back to the HR community. And, and I think this podcast that, that you've provided to us is another great way to do that. So again, I appreciate, uh, appreciate being here. Thank you sincerely from all the SHRM members and non-SHRM members for your, for your support and dedication and volunteerism into that uh, statewide organization and, and the folks in Wisconsin. So go Badgers. I guess I can say that as a Buckeye, it's not an arch rival, at least unless we're always beating you. And <laughs> although you have a new football coach, so that may change, right? Is the tide turning? We do. And and thank uh, thank you to Ohio for sending uh, Coach Fickles to us. Uh, we're really excited. We think he's going to bring some energy and and uh, yeah, and a little bit of an Ohio State uh, tie there as well. So we're, we're, we're glad that uh, we're glad he's on our side now. Great coach, great lineage. Appreciate it and wish him best of luck, except for whenever they match up against our Buckeyes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Jeff, so let's get into the show. Tell me a little bit about your perspective of the purpose of human resources. I start all guests out with that same question because purpose is such an important part of doing HR Like a Boss in my mind and having laser focus on what that is in your discipline. So tell me your perspective on that, Jeff. Well, sure. And I know you, have, you always start off with this question and, and probably every time you received a different answer. So mine will probably have some similarities, some differences. Um, I like to think our purpose, we're, we're often that often overlooked, but highly critical function within organizations. And most of the time we operate in the shadows behind the scenes, people don't even realize what we're doing, which is not a bad thing. Um, as far as the purpose, I mean, it, it's so it's so broad in that we really oversee that employee experience from the, the entire life cycle from when we when we recruit them to when hopefully they stay with us and maybe retire or and everything in between. Um, but really, it's the, the purpose of human resources is that um, oftentimes we're, I guess, misunderstood, sometimes considered an obstacle, sometimes considered an overhead, but really the purpose is so important in that in order for, I feel, for any organization to be successful, there needs to be a solid human resources foundation. Um, it's getting the right people hired, paid, provided with benefits, and everything else that we can do to, uh, to engage with our employees and meet, meet their life needs. 
Yeah, awesome. Appreciate that landscape that you just uh, carved and, and painted for us as I, as I look at you and, and think about all the dedicated people in HR that have that different perspective of what their purpose is in human resources. And that is 100% okay, just as long as we have one and we understand what our true north is and where, where why we're doing all this hard work and great and rewarding work. I love to say there's great opportunity in the responsibility of having the HR uh, title inside of your organization. And with that responsibility comes a tremendous amount of what I'll call power. And uh, in that in that power, you're responsible for the well-being of a lot of people. And I certainly appreciate your perspective on that purpose. Well, Jeff, I cannot uh, go into my next question without thinking about the shoes that you're always showing on the <laughs> web and through social media. And I know a huge thing for you is building up your community inside of human resources and, and why that is so important to you and, and, and what, what that brings. And I know part of your brand are those shoes. So I got to find out how and where did you get those shoes and tell me a story about that. I'm just so curious. Well, sure. And, and the shoes, the socks, um, as, as, as anyone that knows me knows, I'm very passionate about, um, about being a member of SHRM. It's been, they've been a partner of mine throughout my entire career. So uh, the shoes that you reference, uh, I had some nice kicks made with the SHRM logo on it. Uh, I've worn them to conferences. They, they draw a lot of attention. Um, Sherman hasn't been real happy with me because people keep asking where they can buy them. And they 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 say, go ask Jeff because they don't sell them. Um, but no, it's just just a way to to kind of spread the message with, with a little bit of levity. Um, and I, I do this, if, if anyone follows me on social media, uh, if they follow hashtag HR Sockshot, I have probably the largest Sherm sock collection of anyone. And I, I constantly post those out there again, just to have a little bit of fun. Um, and that, that, again, it can uh, generate conversations, contacts, and, and it really leads into the networking, which I just feel is so important really for everyone, but I, I'll say specifically for human resources. Because um, it's one of those areas where we're faced with challenges every day. A lot of new things come up, um, but chances are someone else has dealt with something very similar to it. So having that network has helped me to kind of reach out to others, get that support, get that assistance from, from, from other people. And I think specifically for those in HR that are in departments of one, they might be the only HR practitioner in their organization. Um, to have that network and to be able to reach out to others, I just think is so critical because they don't have a colleague to the left or the right that they can turn to, but they can reach out to their network. It can help them be a better HR professional. So for me personally, my network, it's helped me professionally, personally, I'll say mentally, and, and just in so many ways, including our, us having this conversation is a, is a result of that networking. Yeah, 100%. I know, I know as a result of that, you've gotten involved in a lot of different things inside of the HR community. I know you're, you could probably build a shoe uh, or that patch, however you got that on, however you got the Sherm patch onto the shoe, you could probably have a little cottage industry there for yourself, Jeff, if you wanted to. Although, like you said, Sherm may not appreciate that. They want their licensing and royalty <laughs> deal on it. But I'm curious about the importance of building out in building out that community, how your involvement inside of the SHRM, in your statewide organization, your leadership, like what has that meant for you in your, your particular giving back to the HR profession? Well, sure. So as we mentioned networking, and that's kind of more, I, I look at that as more the informal kind of connection. For more of the formal connection, there are great groups out there. There's so many associations. Um, I'm involved in some other groups as well. Uh, HR Unite, who was one of your HR Like a Boss po uh, podcast guests, Tina Marie Wolfield started up in Michigan. So I'm involved in that here in Wisconsin. We have our own 
uh, HR coffee talkie group here that I'm involved with. Um, and then, and then, as you mentioned, Sherm, that's kind of that, that is my other life besides my, my, my job. I've, very, I've been involved with them again, been a Sherm member for my entire career. So 20 years uh, this year, but then I've been actively involved probably the last decade in volunteer leadership at various levels. Um, at my state level, uh, I've served at the, on the chapter board. I'm now, now serving on the, on the state board. Um, I'm in the state director elect position, which means I'll be leading our, our Wisconsin organization for two years coming up shortly. Um, but, but before that, I've, I've also worked with National SHRM. I've, been, I've had the great opportunity to uh, be a SHRM influencer, which is a fancy title for me to go out on social media and kind of do the things we talked about, share, share tweets, um, uh, provide information, uh, do what you're doing. Uh, I've interviewed uh, uh, guests like Steve Brown and others uh, for, for, uh, for, for podcasts or for interviews to kind of share and create FOMO and excitement for, uh, for the state, uh, for the annual conference. So again, I've been very involved with Sherman. It's something that I think has been, obviously it's helped me. I've gotten a lot out of it. Um, I've put a lot into it as well, but I think it's just been a great relationship that as I continue to give back to my profession, to the organization, I'm getting so much out of it. Um, just making the connections, just getting the greater knowledge from, from all of the professional development and the connections I've made. And so ultimately, it's just made me a better HR professional. I think, again, I just think it's been a great partnership and one, whether it's SHRM or another group, I just encourage people to get engaged, get involved find your community and um, it's just going to make you a better HR individual. Yeah, no, I love that. And I know as a volunteer for our local SHRM chapter in Cleveland, I can tell you this, I, I didn't get much out of SHRM until I got involved and started volunteering and realized the mechanics of that business of a SHRM chapter and what it needs and the impact it can make on the members as well as then the, the people that the members are supporting. So I cannot encourage those listening enough. If you're not part of a SHRM chapter, Google it, find out where in your community, which one would be best for you to find. I know SHRM has a listing of all those chapters. Just go to a meeting, sign up, try to find a friend who's connected. It really makes such a meaningful uh, opportunity for you to network with like-minded people who are going through what you're going through every single day. Jeff even mentioned it earlier, kind of helping with his me mental capacity at times in regards to the fellowship and support because people do crazy things at work and you at, at times have to deal with them and you might as well have a friend, a phone a friend there to help you out when those uh, wild and crazy stories come in. Jeff's nodding his head for those of you that can't see him on the actual audio podcast. I'm sure he I'm sure he empathizes and, and probably has a few stories he could tell us in that regard. Uh, ab absolutely, John, just 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 preach there. And I like to say sometimes HR is a lonely profession um, because again, a lot of what we deal with is confidential, uh, things personal for employees. So Oftentimes, the only people we can talk to are sometimes our, our our spouses or significant others. And I don't know about you, John, but my wife probably gets a little tired of all of my HR stories. So then, so then it's finding that community and sharing stories with others. And and typically, once once those stories get going, um, hours can pass by because so much happens on a daily basis. Um, but again, it's it's it can be it can be rewarding. It can be soothing. It could be, it, it's, it's, it's kind of group therapy sometimes, but, uh, but again, having people that I can reach out to share a story with, and they can totally relate to it. Um, again, just, just keeps me going as an HR pro. Yeah. Good for you. That's awesome. All right. Well, I know in, in that networking and building that community, I'm sure has been an important part of how you have built your career in human resources. So I'm curious, Jeff, for someone new into the profession or someone that's trying to find their way, are there any suggestions that you have 
on how to build your career in, in the HR profession? Well, absolutely. And I've, I've certainly learned a lot from my experience. And, and part of that would be, I would probably say, don't take the route I took. Um, I was a career changer. I, I, I work a lot. I mentor and work a lot with HR students and I wish I would have had that foundation, but, but rather um, I, I'm actually a journalism major by, by my undergrad trade. Uh, but then I didn't go into journalism. I actually went into financial financial services for a number of years, and it was there that I found I I love the HR aspect of of my job. So, so I, again, I think part of it was I found my passion. My true passion was was HR. So I think that's the the first thing that I would recommend that anyone getting in this field make sure you have a passion for it. If you don't, if you don't like change, if you don't like things happening. Uh, unpredictably, things changing on a daily basis, then you probably want to find another career because HR is something where you really have to have a passion for it, have a passion for helping people. Um, I recommend getting a broad experience uh, in all disciplines of HR because I think that'll help you find your passion. Um, certainly, there's different aspects of it, whether it's staffing, recruiting, um, payroll, comp. Um, again, Try everything out and find out what what you like. Maybe there's some areas that that you'll 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 steer yourself to and find out what you, again what your true passion is. And with that, as we as I keep saying over and over, develop that network. Talk to people. Uh, find out what talk to talk to those that are in different industries and find out how how HR works in their world. And I think that's just going to help you as well. And then and then my last plug is always going to be find that organization that um, that values human resources. You want to work for a company or an organization that understands the true value of it, that it, it, it's that they're, they're a critical part of the strategy, delivering the mission, and that your employees are the most important asset that an organization has. And if it's a company that doesn't doesn't check those boxes, I would say move on to somewhere else because otherwise you're not going to be successful in your role if if you're advocating for your employees but your leadership is not. So again, I th those are just some some things I would say to to build that successful career, just some of the things to look for. Yeah, fantastic. Loving what you do is pillar number 1 of doing HR like a boss. If you don't have a passion for it, you don't love it, you don't love being around people and supporting them in good and bad, then it's it's probably not the right profession for you. Probably not enjoying it as much as someone like Jeff is. And Jeff, I, maybe we'll talk offline. We've actually started a program uh, through the, the the benefactor of HR Like a Boss is to me the the incoming HR professions that are recently graduating from colleges and universities with a degree in HR. My, my mission is that every single one of those students in the future gets a learning opportunity to pass the SHRM certification credit and or course and not have to pay for it. Uh, my goal is to use the proceeds from the book and the training that we're going to do and the shirts we're going to sell and all the stuff HR like a boss to hopefully allow that we're doing that for students through the University of Akron and John Carroll this semester and maybe we could include uh, students from uh, Wisconsin in our next our next go around. I want to broaden that story and if those that are listening that are interested or know a student that's in human resources, please make sure to have them reach out to me because we're doing hopefully some cool work to make it easy for people in that stage of their life to enter the great community of SHRM and all that it brings to it. That would be great, John. We'll, we'll definitely need to connect. Um, I, as I as I mentioned, I mentor with our uh, strategic HR MBA group. Uh, it's a new program that started a couple of years ago. So it's it's an MBA program with a focus on strategic HR, and we've got some folks in there. All of them are from, have different disciplines, but they want to get into HR. So they're 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 new. They're 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 ready to go. They're they're hungry, and and to to be able to have that. 
opportunity to pass their their SHRM certification exam and, and go into the world with that, along with, again, starting that network and, and, and creating those connections. Um, I think what you're doing is a great thing, and we would love to uh, love to learn more about it. And, and if there's an opportunity to partner, um, we would certainly uh, uh, love to build that partnership in the future. All right, we'll take that offline so we don't bore all of our listeners on that uh, logistical uh, necessity. But uh, definitely, I just want to make sure people understand, at least from my perspective, in writing this book and creating some, I'll call it thought leadership that's out there. I hate that term, but it's it's one that you just try to create some creative ideas. I, I'm really about this purposeful commitment. And if I wrote it in the book and I care about it in my business, well, then HR Like a Boss has to have that same mindset and we had an experience to support some students from the University of Akron last year around this time. And the impact it had on their lives, Jeff, was, was incredibly meaningful. It was the best investment I ever made. And the amount of joy and support that those individuals felt and, and the springboard that it gave them, it was really cool. So we want to multiply that and replicate it and try to get as much, as much support as we can. But that being said, I'm going to make one more plug. Sorry, people that are listening, that all you care about is Jeff's great wisdom about networking and how to build a career in HR. I got to give a plug to our wonderful sponsor, Willery. As many of you know, incredibly near and dear to my heart. Willery has supported the formation and continues to provide resources for the HR Like a Boss podcast. Willery's purpose is to empower people and is focused on supporting mid-sized companies with its direct hire search, temporary staffing, and HR technology and advisory support. So if you're struggling to find great talent in your HR payroll team, or you're not getting a return on your HR tech, please visit willery.com to learn more. All right, Jeff, back to the show and what people really care about. I'm just super interested kind of in this, this mindset that you have around if we shift off of the networking and involvement and we get into this being a leader from within your organization, how can you as an individual in a leadership role or even not make sure for those especially that are not in a leadership role, how can they lead within their organization? Well, I think it's so important to lead in whatever you do. And, and, and there's different ways to do that. I mean, I think when we think of leaders, we immediately jump to the C-suite. We think about uh, the, 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 the C-suite and the, the that strategic level. Um, but there's many people, so many people in an organization that are working those front lines. And, and in human resources, for example, I deal directly with our employees. And, and there's so many ways that I can lead um, without the title. Um, and I've always made it my goal. Sometimes it's leading by example. And that's uh, number one, you know, being a good human and being compassionate and and showing empathy, because as we mentioned, a lot of the things that I deal with are uncomfortable. Um, typically, employees come into human resources not because they want to say hello; it's they've got a problem of some kind. So, just being that empathetic person is one way that we can lead by example. Um, being the best at my job, and that's having the knowledge, having the skill, having the experience, so that anything that comes my way, um, if I can avoid the answer, no, that's usually my first goal and, and let's look for a solution. So that's another way to lead. And then the example I gave is um, the one one way that I choose to, to I guess, be a leader and, and maybe there is a title attached to it now, it's leading within my professional organization. As you mentioned, getting involved in a chapter helped me to become such a better leader in that I'm now leading this group of, as you said, like-minded individuals. We have a, a shared passion, a shared goal. And I've taken that, you know, from the chapter level now to the state level. And, and so again, leading, leading both within my organization, but also leading out of the organization. And I think one key thing to remember is 
the title doesn't make the leader. Uh, and in some organizations, your best leaders are those without the title. And I think it's, it's to be a good leader, it's recognizing those individuals and the contributions they can make, they can make to your organization. And then maybe then they've already demonstrated they're a leader, now give them the title. And some, but sometimes organizations have it reversed where they give the title and they're truly not a leader. So I think, I think that's just an important lesson to, to keep in mind really for any organization. Jeff, did somebody sneak you a copy of the manuscript of HR Like a Boss? Did, did, did you have your hands on this somehow? You're, I, you, well, you're, I, maybe maybe I saw a renegade copy <laughs> on eBay or something, but no, no. I, okay. I, I, All right. I'm guessing, Same I'm place you're selling those you. socks and shoes, right? Is that is that it? That's awesome. No, I, I, I joke about it because I, I wrote the book with the title HR Like a Boss because I think everybody can be a boss. You don't have to technically be in a traditional C-suite boss's title to lead. And that to me is what HR is all about, to your point. You, every, everyone is coming to you at times, not everyone, I shouldn't say that. People come to you at times when there's challenges or difficulties, and people have to feel empowered to do their job well. And in order to do that, you have to have confidence. And someone that walks like a boss, that's what kind of drove, drove me to this, has a strut and a, stat and a swagger to them. And I, I think that you certainly hit on a couple great key points there, Jeff. And we're going to keep going on here because I can keep, I, I could stick on that subject for the rest of our showtime. Sure. Let's talk a little bit about this idea that you shared with me around proactive versus reactive HR. What in the world does that mean, Jeff? Enlighten me and our, our listeners. Well, I'll give you a couple examples here. One, um, I want to I want to mention a quote that I heard at the uh, annual the Sherm annual conference last year. Uh, so, Sherm President and CEO Johnny C. Taylor Jr., who who leads Sherm, he re, he he recently made a very insight, inf, insightful comment in his keynote. And he said that for HR to be successful, we need to be a thermostat rather than a thermometer. And all of us were kind of like, you know, cocked our head like, what? And Johnny explained that a thermometer measures and reports the temperature, whereas a thermostat is able to change the temperature. And that's why he said HR needs to be more like that thermostat. We need to be the change rather. So being proactive rather than just reporting the, the temperature and being reactive. Um, so it's just, I just think it's an important lesson. Um, so two of the most recent campaigns that, that Sherm has had was, uh, last year was called, called Cause the Effect. And this year their theme is Drive Change. And both of those themes, they just resonate with me so much because it's, it's the definition of being proactive. Um, too often for many people, not just in HR, but in, in a lot of disciplines, it's easy just to sit back and react to situations uh, rather than being part of that positive change, which I just think is so important, gets back to being that leader again. Um, I recently wrote a, a blog post um, last year, and it was titled, HR, You're More Than a Fire Extinguisher. And in that blog, I compared how a fire, fire extinguisher just hangs on the wall until you need it to put a fire out. Uh, and unfortunately, some people in HR, hopefully nobody that that we know, but some people may resemble that, that fire extinguisher. You're just kind of hanging around, waiting for something to happen. But I think if we're proactive, if we're engaged, if we're involved in our organizations, then, then we in HR, we can help prevent some of those fires before they become fires. And again, I think that's just being proactive rather than being reactive. And I think it's something that I've carried with me. And, and I just feel, again, it makes me a better HR professional by anticipating and being proactive rather than just waiting for the problems to come to us. Awesome. All right. Well, speaking of awesome, HR Like a Boss, this is the, the show that we're on is the podcast. The book we wrote is called HR Like a Boss. And I get all of my guests out of the show on one final question, Jeff. I'd love to keep talking with you, but 
you have more important things to do in your day, my guess is, than then pontificating about all things HR, those students and your employees at your university probably need you or the line, the line outside your door is probably long because you're doing so many amazing things. I love it. And I, I encourage you to continue it. But my last question is always, how would you describe someone that does HR like a boss? Well, that is a great question, John. And I've thought about this a lot. Um, I think it's, it's pretty simple, really. Number one, you have to show up. And what that means is you need to bring your, 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 your full self to, to, to your job. Uh, you need to own your roles and responsibilities. Again, people are depending on you. So it's, it's something that's a, it's important responsibility. So I think we need, to, we need to embrace what our roles and responsibilities are. Um, I think in HR, I tend to do this. I underpromise and overdeliver. Again, don't make promises you can't keep. I need to be knowledgeable, engaged, and be visible. I think those are all key things to being to HR to being in HR like a boss. Um, one thing you want to be is don't be that HR person that when you walk into a room, everyone says, "Shh, HR is here." You need to you need to earn their trust, their respect, and I think once you've done that, you're well on your way to to HRing like a boss. Man, Jeff, pillar number two of doing nature like a boss is you got to own it. You hit a grand slam. Speaking of uh, as we as we head into spring and the season is for baseball, that was an awesome, awesome job, Jeff. I really enjoyed having you on the show. I'm going to take a quick minute to give a quick recap. Again, all things Sherm socks and shoes. Jeff is your guy, but don't tell Sherm. Oh, well, stop it. All right. It's, he's, <laughs> he's the guy when it comes to the shoes and the socks. That's part of his brand. I love it. So cool. It's helped him rec be recognizable, I'm sure, at conferences and events, and it's helped him really meaningfully, meaningfully build out his network, which has been incredibly intentional, I can tell. And he, he talked about the importance of finding passion in what you're doing in HR so that you, have, you, can, you can hold on to that when times are good and times are tough. And we talked about a little bit about leaders being everywhere, and you, you got to make sure that you start by leading by example. It's, it's really hard to talk the talk if you're not walking the walk. He used this term proactive thermostatic HR. He didn't say thermostatic, but I did Google that to make sure it was an actual word. And it is a HR that is one that can change and control and gauge the temperature of the room of what's going on. It has influence over it, just doesn't tell you what the temperature is. It can do something about it, which aligns really well with what Sherm's doing at a national level. And then Jeff ended with, show up, own it, be knowledgeable and visible and make a difference in your role in human resources. Jeff, awesome job. I really enjoyed having you on the show. Great. Thanks so much for your time. Again, hopefully hopefully, um, what you're doing continues to inspire those of us out in the field here. We love hearing these stories. As I said, that's, that's part of the networking as well. So hopefully people will get out, listen to your podcast, connect with your your your, your former and future guests. And again, just kind of create more community uh, because we're just, we're just all better together. Thank you for listening to the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please leave a rating or review or better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.